please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we are in the shed. It's Thursday. Condo is just a tad excited to welcome James and, uh, and BB because we've got something to announce. So we're going to go to a couple of different formats. So we're going to have Monday's Experts and Friday's Captain's Run, yep. which will be shorter, shorter format. And the uh, 60 Minutes, This Is Your Life, long-form podcast, they remain yeah. when, we, when we have guests in the shed. So we're, we're stepping it up. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's going to be fun. It's, uh, the, obviously, the uh, two shorter forms are just with us, us three uh, unique humans, let's say, put it that way. And uh, we're just going, what happened during the weekend – on the Monday and what's happening coming into the next weekend on the Thursday. So a bit of a G up and a bit of a re- reflection on, on those shorter form podcasts. And yeah. anything that's topical that we can actually get into a robust debate on. Yeah, there's going to be all sorts of great inputs. <laughs> We've got a Ross Lane Poet coming up. It's all sorts of cool shit. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, I mean, this is uh, for our long-term listeners. Um, this is something we've been thinking about for a while, but it took us about 12 months to get organised. Well, yeah. you just got to understand that it's hard to get people in the shed every week. And I know we haven't been consistent. We haven't been consistent lately. And I know a lot of people are going, when are you putting something out? So this has been in the pipeline. We're doing our best. We'll have a crack at it and um, give us your feedback because we'll, uh, we'll try and improve. And it's going to be a bit of a work as we go, isn't it? But yeah. on that, the long, the, I mean, getting guests in the shed, we've got plenty lined up. Plenty yeah, of good do, ones yeah. coming up. Okay. Yeah. And if your feedback's pretty ordinary and like aggressive... Just uh, maybe go down the beach and just give feedback to the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> don't send condo messages. Um, the other announcement um, is that we are definitely going ahead with our live podcast, uh, December 9, uh, Bowling Green. Tickets will be... Well, Lennox Bolo. So yeah. Bolo. Lennox yep. Bolo, so that's 2478. On, on that's, the green. What's the date, condo? Uh, December 9. December and that's 9. a Friday Arvo. Friday Arvo, ball and all Christmas party. 7pm, seven seven sorry, not 7am. No, seven. it'll be from about 2.30 onwards, James. Friday Arvo. Oh, yeah. so, so we'll probably be on stage at about 4, 3.34. Oh, cool. Uh, Matty Rogers launching his book. Um, it'll be fantastic. He's, uh, he's on the Howie Games this week too. It'll be a fascinating listen as well. So, uh, yeah, no, Matty's doing great things with his book. He's all around the country at the moment, so... Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll put it up online. Um, the tickets will be on uh, Eventbrite uh, pretty soon. Um, and don't waste your time because I don't know how many tickets there'll be, but there definitely won't be as many as we had at Cherry Street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, rest in peace. Yeah, this is a sad one, I suppose. Start off, kick off with a less we forget, which is not a great one. Young Liam Hampson this morning. Tough news to wake up to. So Liam was a Q Cup player with Redcliffe, um, played... Uh, there this season and spent a few years at Tweed Seagulls before that. I think he was over on an end-of-year trip with the likes of AJ Brimson and Jordan Rickey and these sort of boys. Sadly, he's passed away this morning, found uh, dead near a nightclub or something like that in Barcelona. And so there's talk about a fall. I don't want to comment before you know the full details on it all, but it's Extremely just, sad. Sad, it's yeah. just yeah. sad news, mate. You Go know? over to celebrate a good season and have a good time with your mates. And yeah. And by all reports, he had a cracking season this year. You know, yeah. like Redcliffe sort of came from a bit back and were game off the grand final so uh yeah just yeah rest well played in the grand final sorry and went down but yeah just sad rest in peace mate yep absolutely um staying in europe i mean the the rugby league world cup is well and truly uh into full swing everyone's played one game um what are the main things to come out of it so far 
Well, I'm going to go with our first balls up of the week because <laughs> the kangaroo jerseys, like what's doing with the numbering? It's fucked. It's yeah. so fucked. For people, I suppose, who don't understand, so you've got, what's um what's Cherry Evans wearing? He's wearing uh, two or something, isn't he? Cleary's oh. wearing 16. Yeah. The it, reasoning it, is it, you've it, got to pick at one number and you've got to have it the whole tournament. So that I think that's the rule. So Michael Hagen, who's the assistant to Mal, has come up with an idea that the most senior – the captain starts with number one, yeah. which is Tedesco anyway. But from there on, it's the most – the player who's capped earliest. Yeah. So – Gets to start. So to, yeah, start early. So you've got like a – it just makes no sense. And it's so hard when you're watching them play to understand who in the hell's who out there. So uh, Willie Mason made a really good point on uh, a podcast I was listening to earlier this week. He was saying that um, – and it was, it was really good. All the legends. So you grow up, you want to be halfback for Australia. You've got the likes of Alan Langer, Ricky Stewart, uh, Peter Sterling, all these legends that have played in number seven, John Thurston, Andrew Johns. And then you finally make the Aussie team like Cleary and you got fucking 24 or whatever it is. You yeah. just be like, it doesn't make sense, does no, it? it? Like you're going sense. for the, if you're a big legendary front rower, you want to be number uh, 10 or eight, like... Oh, for sure, mate. You I know, just, they're the and, numbers. And, and the pretty easy argument against it is there's, what is there, 24, I think there's 24 players in each squad. Like, rugby league, there's enough financial uh, clout that they could have 10 sets of jerseys. Oh, it's just and they probably an, wouldn't pay idiotic, for any of them it's anyway. An idiotic r- so if Cleary's w- in this week and he's playing halfback, he's number seven with Cleary on his back. Cherry Evans next week, he's Cherry Evans with number seven on his back. It must be something for the Minnow teams. It, it probably dead set can't afford it to have multiple jerseys. You know what I mean? I, I, surely the the, the game as a whole or, stumps or up. Or just don't put tweaking. the names on the back. Like they just have number seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't need they the did, they didn't always have names on the no, back of their no. Yeah, never. No, it's a it's a stinker. Hopefully they rectify it in the coming years. Anyway. I'd be spewing. I mean, um, Tedesco's not because he's still got yeah, number one. He's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Number one yeah. surprise packets. Any? Well, PNG, I suppose, yeah, pushing Tonga, but that, they're hard, man. They play together a lot. Rugby league's a religion up in um, up in Papua New Guinea. So, look, I, I'm not surprised that they have because they're always a team that when you're about to run out, you're rubbing your shoulders and going, we're going to be in for a hard day here. I reckon the other one would be how shit Samoa was. I was about to say yeah. flops, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. they need to get that. They need to get it together. For they the got like game. high, yeah. high level talent yeah well team. there were guys in that team saying we think we can win this prior yeah. to going over well there's a big difference between winning <laughs> it when you're getting pumped by 60 yeah. so good on england you know they've been the dark horses in oh, this. they didn't say shit they before didn't it. they were just quiet. like yeah come and i like their coach sean wayne yeah he's good. a smart guy he's um pretty methodical plays to the strengths yep yep i, I like you know, the influence of trent robinson with france too and the matchup this weekend that i'm looking forward to is england v france yeah so right. Ro- so robo's put a five-year plan in place for france french uh French rugby, rugby league, league. Um, they look pretty good first round, so I'm really keen to see. They do really well, mate. It's such a minuscule part of the country. It's pretty much just played down in Perpignan, way down in the south. So it's only really you know a couple of towns that sort of play it. So um, they do well to field a you know a bloody strong side. So I know we're all biased, but are we honour anyone other than the Aussies to win it? No one yet. No, I can't see. It's hard to say, but I, I it's really hard to see anyone beating Aussies. Are going to have to get. Fucking abducted or something like that. Who knows? You know? <laughs> the only way I see it is New Zealand, their forward pack, really just have an absolute field day and they rip and tear and get some momentum and then it becomes close. Yeah. You know, I really can't see it going any other way. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go past Aussies. Uh, the only other thing on rugby league, 
as usual, just centres around Manly. Seabold, Flanagan, what's going to be the makeup there and what is the best makeup? Is the best makeup Seabold, who hasn't officially been endorsed as a coach, but um, everything we're hearing is he's hiring uh, his assistant coaches, he's telling the former assistant coaches they don't have jobs, so he's obviously in the role. Top of his list is, is Flanagan to join in- him. Interesting choice. Yeah, really interesting. And I think they're both interesting choices. Oh, oh, to me, like from afar, from the media, they both seem like really fucking interesting humans. So <laughs> are they going to work together very well? Like, and are they going to be just knifing each other the yeah. whole time? Because it seems like I just I look at both of them and I go, are you out for your own interests here? I don't yeah. really know. And I, I feel for the players at Manly, you just love some stability there. What Cherry Evans, that sort of backhanded comment he sort of said. and This is Manly. This is Manly and what it's all about. Yeah. I, I don't know why they let Des, Des go. Des must be prickly in terms of negotiations and money and that sort of stuff, and, and it's hard, but I just don't see why you let him go. But is that why, like, with all that stuff, is that why you employ a manager? Like, why doesn't he have someone... <laughs> Do not talk to Dez. <laughs> talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, is that... Yeah, but Dez demands... When Dez is in a role, he demands complete control of the yeah, football okay. department. And there's only a few coaches who can control that power. Wayne yeah. Bennett's obviously one of them and a few Bellamy. others. I think Wayne Bennett to the point where he used to pay his staff himself. So he'd get a massive ballpark figure and then he'd pay who he wanted to. Yeah. Did they get so paid whether did he take it all? Oh, I don't know, <laughs> but that was way back in the day. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing times have changed now, but... Just interesting. It just continues there, doesn't it? And then he's going to go and coach with Eddie, at, you know, at the, with England at the Rugby World Cup as well. So I kind of don't know how he's going to balance his well, role. Either not, you're all in or you're not. He's not you? back. He's not back until uh, the end of November. So hence why Flanning, Flanagan would take control before and then until he gets back. Yeah, and, and Seabold probably won't have a job by the time he gets back. Oh, He'll probably already so. be knifed. Would you want if you could just have one of them, either either of them? Who would you take, Flanagan? I guess neither. Neither no. for me. I would why, not have either. Why is that? I just reckon there's too, I just don't think you have to go there. I think there's too many. I who think who are you taking instead of those guys? I just think there's too much baggage. I wouldn't have got rid of, rid of Dez. I know, but now, now he's gone. Where would you where, look? Where do you look? We've discussed, about, discussed this yeah, off the podcast, but I, I, the, next, the next best young coach, hopefully, young. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't go anywhere and they piss Griffin off and he goes back to the Dragons. But that's the guy that I would earmark if that's what you want. But yeah. I just wouldn't have got rid of Dez. I'm, I'm sort tough of look. It's a bloody person. tough gig to be an NRL coach. Yeah, I, well, I'm look at what anyway. I've got. Like the Tigers have got fucking Tim Sheens, who's nearly 127, <laughs> and then Benji Marshall, who's commentated. Well, he hasn't coached you know, the game. Yeah, like he's a commentator. <laughs> Obviously, an incredible all-time player for the Tigers, but. Mate, coaching's a different beast. Oh. Fitzy did 12 years. He was an yeah. amazing player. Played for Australia. Played for New, uh, New South Wales. Like did one 12 of years like as Craig an yeah. yeah. And now he's done was really in well. No Todd rush. Payton. Todd Payton's Todd, done his apprenticeship yeah, too. Like, and, yeah. and if you if you hear Fitzy talk now, he said it, uh, he, said it pro- he has said it privately and publicly, like assistant coach moving into the head coach role. Oh, my God. It's a big step up. Yeah. yeah totally different. Yeah, and well he, your focus goes from a minute thing, which is the, the game. And dealing with players, to you've got to have a holistic picture. You've got to plan the whole season <laughs> down to a dime. All the fitness coaches have got to be aligned. You've got to deal with managers. You've got you're to basically go with a firefighter. You're just putting <laughs> yeah. out. You build a team, well, and then you've got to keep. Them if you're all at moving. the Tigers, you're putting yeah. out an inferno. Yeah, it's like a, it's a it's volcano that just keeps erupting. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more than. I th- yeah, I, anyway. I'm, I'm horrified with where the Tigers are going to be. T uh, Twenty World Cup. I mean, we won't get into it in depth, but the only thing I'd say is that there's a cracker coming up this weekend, which will pack the MCG, which is Pakistan India. Oh, 
Yeah. Huge rivalry. I actually looked to try and get tickets to go down there with my young fella. I've sold out a week oh, ago. You, where are you going to go? Well, I'd love to see something. I just haven't – he hasn't been to the G and that's all Archie Have you been to a do. cricket game in India? No, I've never been to India. Oh. I've just been to – I've been to Have you ever gotten in India? Get in India. <laughs> in India. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I went to a, I went to a one day game. I can't remember where it was. What's it? In Cal- India, yeah. Calcutta. Yeah, I have. Yeah, Calcutta. It was a it was actually a corporate event, and it was quite funny lining up because they had two lines. They had, you know, the normal people, and then they had the corporates. And the only difference was the guys walking down between the lines with the big polyphene. Um, Bat bats yeah. and just belting all the normal people into their line, and then we didn't get belted. <laughs> and then we got inside, and we were like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're in a really good box, really good box." It it wasn't a box. It was yeah. a half cut and half a combi. And <laughs> to, <laughs> tell you what, but it's uh, one hell of an experience. Um, I think that I think there was oh, one hundred five thousand there that day. Yeah, that, India is on another level, isn't it? You got. I think that what most market or sports people came out the other day. I think. Um, Two Indians in the top twenty, so Virat Kohli come in the top ten, and uh, Rohit Sharma number twenty. So they're just really? that's in the world. So there's just that bigger population there, mate. You can't understand it, even really, can you? Because I remember looking at some of those highest paid uh, sportsmen lists years yeah. ago, and you'd look at like Sashin. Sashin would yeah, be there inside yeah. the top twenty or even the top ten at the time. Yeah, he's like his early twenties, and he's earned yeah. twenty million. Yeah, like yeah. even more than yeah. that, I think a couple of times. And oh, then, the IPL's changed it again now. These yeah. guys are right up there. So it was like you, you you see the power that it has over there, right? It's crazy. Um, what are we watching this weekend? What are we keeping our eye out for this weekend? Well, this is a bit random for me, but I've got a vested interest. So I'm looking at the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup, actually. That's on in New Zealand right now. Oh. Um, Australia plays this Saturday at midday. They're playing Wales. So if they can win that game, they go through to the corners, quarters, which would be a massive achievement for them. I didn't think they would probably be the in Aussies? the mix for that, the Aussie girls. Oh, really? So, yeah, yep. They'll so be who's in. the favourites there? The uh, New Zealand? England, England just beat France in their pool game. England yeah. are the favourites by uh. a mile. Um, France second, New Zealand third. And then it's kind of probably Canada. Canada yeah. and the US are pretty handy. How um, the Italy. Japanese? Yeah, so I, I've been helping going. the Japanese. They, um, they were up against the US at half time and then just couldn't get it done. Just big bodies, mate. They got over them in the second half. So they play Italy. This will be their last game of the tournament. Um, and look, hopefully they can cause an upset. So they play at Sunday at 10.30. But look, I wouldn't have got an appreciation of the sheer toughness of these girls had I not been involved with Japan. It was one of the real privileges I've had as a, like, obviously a young coach. But, mate, they absolutely rip in. It's, so, it's phenomenal. So a lot of the girls' teams that are now, this is just your regular style rugby? Yeah. A lot of those guys coming across from the sevens? Like, uh, is there a lot of those girls, sorry, I should say? Yeah, well, it depends on which nation you're from, okay? So in Australia, not so much because our our focus is women's sevens and they get paid well. So we win that. We're the world champions in Ah, women's sevens. So they don't usually cross over. And And we're not being able to keep a lot of our talent because of the NRLW and Ah, AFL girls. So a lot of our girls are rusted on rugby girls. So... um, and they've done really well to commit because they haven't they haven't been at all professional. You know yep. what I mean? They've all worked jobs. They've all just had a little bit of camp to try and get in. And Jay Trugoning, the coach, has done a good job. But you look at a program like England, massive amount of money funneled mm. into it. They are pretty well professional and they play like it. And they're like, big. I wouldn't want to run into any of those they're girls. Big and they're gri- big. But skillful too. We're yeah. talking like, you know, you're yeah. watching girls nailing them from the sideline, the goal kicking. Like yeah. it's... You're watching proper class rugby, and I, so, I just so, uh, so just yeah. to answer the question. So our women's sevens program is funded better than normal. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, because that's where they, they want to find the medals. And they, and we don't have enough money to go around, mate. We've got to allocate it where we think yeah. the best bang for our buck is, and we've allocated towards sevens where the world champions. Yeah. So you it's can say we're getting bang yeah. for our buck in yeah. that. We've just got to work out how we can fund the women's game better. So what are you watching this weekend, James? Uh, I'm going to probably watch some of the NBA. The NBA's just kicked off yesterday. First uh, first game was Golden State Warriors played my Lakers, and it was a walk in the park for the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be another long season for the LA Lakers. Yeah, no trades. Didn't get anyone in, and uh, yeah, look dog shit. So. What about what about our two Aussies, Simmons and Patty? Uh, <laughs> they Patty lost Mills. this morning, uh, so they Brooklyn. lost to the the Brooklyn lost to the New Orleans Pelicans, and so that's Zion. <laughs> New Zion Orleans Williamson. Pelicans, yeah. great name. So the Zion was like a touted first first pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Hurt himself last year. He was pretty heavy. He's a big guy. He's had this crazy off season and he looked amazing this morning. And Simmons was with Durant and Kyrie. They've got a really good team, but yeah, they didn't. They looked pretty I average. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to you. You're off to Stratty too. Stratty Assault surfing. Yeah, yep. I'm one w- of the great teams back events. Of, eh? Yeah, <laughs> one back a clock. Yeah, it's an old. It's a oh, maybe from like the mid to early eighties. Um, they've had a teams event up there. It goes from so it's a surf teams event. Surf yep. teams event up there Saturday Sunday. It's a great one. It's usually we're sort of the most south team. Maybe uh, and Gary, and then all the way up to the sunny coast. Where are you yeah, going to awesome. come? Well, we're going up there. Hopefully, do really well. It's hard to beat. Some of those... Uh, like well, you know, Stratty will have a good team, won't Strat- Bede Durbage, Ethan Ewing, are they all going to Yeah, I don't know if Ethan's allowed, but okay. Bede will. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're a contracted C- uh, WSL guy, I think okay. it might be a bit you tricky. You guys should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You well, yourself, Mello, Adam Melling, yeah. who else? Mike um, McDonough. Yeah, I think our team is uh, from memory. Well, hopefully you know. It's Melling. He's, uh, Melling's in the over 60s. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the over 28s. Uh, then you've got Jackie O'Brien, Harry O'Brien, uh, Keenan Crisp, and yep. Nixie Ryan. Well, good luck, mate. So that, yeah. that's our team. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can, on Monday's reports, we've got some great news. And so, then, mate, how do you say it? Because all I'm trying to work is at Bar, and then you go to the actual tournament, it's Labar. Well, Lennox Ballon. I think it's fucking... Yeah. What is it? It's, it's just Leibar. Leibar, that's what I thought. I, I, I just go up the bar. Like, up it's the like bar. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Can you say for us? I actually don't know. <laughs> I've been yeah, in the club since I was <laughs> fucking James. Can you just say Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Condo's going to be watching the golf, and I'm on a multi this weekend. I think they're both running into some form, a few of the old stages. Uh, it's a good field, CJ Cup. I am on Ricky Fowler and Jason Day to finish top 20 at $8.55. I like it. Yeah, Jason so Day. do I. Good to see Ricky Fowler's kind of getting... Jason Day was top 10 last week. He's, so, his right. swing looks good. His back's apparently good. Yep. Same with Ricky. So what Ricky was Ri- second on the weekend. And what, what, Sorry, Jason Day's weekend. Is it because he's before. been married, had a kid, he's kind of not training uh, as hard? Like, gone, nah, t- well, I, I'm not sure why he sort of lost his way a little bit for five, six years, but he's gone back to, uh, at the end of last... Well, the end of the season, not the calendar year. Uh, he moved on from his coach for the last five, six years. He started out with Butch Harmon originally. Um, moved on from his long-time caddy. He's gone back to Butch, new caddy, uh, swinging it great, and I suppose he's just refreshed and ready to go. Just needed a bit of a change-up. He'd, fall, he'd fallen uh, – he's about top yep. 15 on the money list, career money list ever. He was – he's out of the – before last weekend, he's out of the top 150 in the world. Yeah, it really? said one, I read that Sorry. the other yeah. day. It was like 162 or something. And I reckon both of them will win. In the next nine months. There you go. Epic. Uh, homework, Barnsey. Homework. I like yes. this. I like this segment. 
No, what is I, I think it's something we, we we're going to try and pop it in every week. It's gonna, we're going we're all going to study either a movie, a podcast, or something, and we're going to come back and provide our feedback. So this is going to come from every Monday's experts show, and this week we've decided to focus on the Redeem Team. Yeah, okay, great so this is choice. a this is a doco on Netflix for those of you out there who haven't seen it, and um, you know it details the. The comeback of the dream team, obviously, in so 2008. The U.S. basketball yeah, team. U.S. basketball team. So the 2008 side that won in Beijing, but they shows how they came back since t- from 2004, wasn't it, where they went down and lost and basically, you know, embarrassed the whole of the United States. So, Woody, take us into it, mate. What were your takeaways from it? Uh, I loved it. Um, I was pretty familiar because I followed – when I first really started getting into the basketball, I was over there competing – in surfing and watch the Lakers game over there. And I, that's who I started going for. Love Kobe. Um, obviously, in 04, they got smashed by, I think it was Argentina in yeah, the Yeah, Argentina. Yeah, and just that, t- I took out of, I suppose, that team basketball yeah. that the Europeans played. Finally, the world had caught up to them. Yeah. America were just blindsided by it. They and thought talent s- could just get it done. Also, there were slightly different rules. So yeah. there was a, a few different rules that yeah. they didn't play well with. The... the um, with the with the USA team, yep. So yeah, that they struggled with that. I think for a while adapting to that, but once they got once they got it together, you know, it was cool how they showed how they sucked and they built the team. Yeah, they got Coach K in. So for Coach K, those don't know Mike Shashevsky is probably yeah. the greatest. Well, college. he probably is the greatest college, college. coach of yeah, all time now at the Duke, Duke Blue Devils. So I loved how he got the military guys in and yeah. used his old um, West Point sort of stuff to really try and mould these pros together because they were trying to work out who in the whole of the, uh, you know, sort of American basketball could bring this group together. And they went with a college coach with pro players, which yeah. is a big call. Well, his, you know, obviously his family, a big part of the, uh, na- um, I think it was the Navy. He yeah. was, he was, he coached or he was part of the Navy uh, college. Was system. it West Point? West Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah West yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was just one of America's greatest men. And he just, lo- he loved the, the whole you know, representing your country aspect. So mm. they did really good to get someone like that. that I, I loved how he communicated with the players. I thought yeah. it was um, – he got that mix right between yeah. being too familiar and being a hard-ass when he needed to. And I love that the junk – the critical juncture, I think, in that team was when they brought Kobe back, knowing they needed some experience. But LeBron's ability to take Man. the piss out of Kobe too and have yeah. that and, – and both of them to trust each other was key. Like, I love that story too that you go and um, – They'd come back, they'd won that big game, and they all went out and got on the piss till five o'clock. Oh, all yeah, the boys, they're Kobe, at the club. Kobe's gone to the gym. And they're at the club, and they're, all the teams, they're having a good time. Well, in and Vegas. there's one player that's not there, and it's Kobe. No, yeah. but, the, but it's, it's better than that. They're in Vegas. They're all walking into the forest. Yeah, Kobe's no, no, going no, down no down but that's all get to that point. They're, they're all out on the piss. He, so all the players have walked back in on the night out, and at 5 a.m., there's Kobe, gym gear on, looking a million bucks, so off to the hotel gym. Well, yeah. they'd all just been stumbling in. And they were just like, fuck, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? But what that showed was, all right, Kobe's the big – he was the number one dog in the NBA. That's yeah, what just it won takes. the MVP, just gone to the finals and lost yeah. to the Celtics. The, so. the thing that I, I – Woody and I spoke about this uh, before the podcast, but not being up, up until now a big NBA follower during that yeah. period, I was blown away at probably the turning Kobe. Yeah. As in how he was perceived. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, he wasn't that well liked. No, nah. that's what I mean. Yeah. And, and then, Not at and that then, time. And then you have a look at the end of that, like when they win the gold medal and all the rest of it, and what he had obviously taught the others yeah. through 
examples like that and how highly was respected and then how he was received in China. Yeah. Huge. How yeah. was that? That was like, I, I that think was he, like Beatles stuff. I think yeah. what they did really well, Netflix, when they made that doco, they made it, it looked like the young guys, D-Wade, LeBron and that, mm. got a lot out of seeing Kobe and how he operated and yep. then Kobe got a lot of lot out of seeing how the young guys were so good with each other and they played it you know they played well together and he's such a good point that mate yeah they had a good camaraderie and he needed that yeah you're right lebron lebron showed me how good a team player he is yeah he cares about the team he brings others along he can take the piss when necessary but and if he needs i I really liked him yeah Yeah. he he looks like he's got way more personality than kobe oh shit yeah yeah Yeah, i think so yeah um Oh, to get, he, I think he's got way more personality you could probably see. I reckon Kobe would be behind closed doors, probably pretty pretty good he fun. He's just so guarded, wasn't he? Yeah. But in saying that, and they so don't win that, I don't think they win that gold medal oh, without no his influence. He so. was comfortable as in that situation, you know. Like they got to that situation in those lead-up games where they lost and there was no one there that was really comfortable in the end-to-end, you know, shot yeah. for shot. Who's going to take the sh- And he's like, fucking give it here. Pound and then side. that fired up D-Wade to go, <laughs> yeah. well, D-Wade's coming on going, I'm not going to fuck this up. I've got to keep it going. Imagine being on that team. You're like, next guy up. It's yep. You'd be lucky to play with those guys. And that's what he said. Coach K goes, or no, LeBron said it. Remember, he's yeah. like, you know, I, you always wish you could play with such and such. And now we're playing with him. There's no fucking excuses. What was, about how many times they replayed where he just runs straight through that? Yeah. He's mate. Yeah. yeah. He, just, he just recruited him to yeah. the Lakers. They just yeah. made the finals. Like, that could have fucked their whole team. Mm. And he didn't care. That's how committed he was to the USA. Yeah. Well, get on and see it if you haven't seen it. The Redeem team, we loved it. Um, yeah, it's a great doco. So, so on Netflix, stuff. especially if you're a, if you even if you aren't a basketball sports fan, you'll get something you're, you're, out. You're, you're a sports. F- fan. You'll find well, it interesting. And, uh, only sports mm. fans listen to the ball and all, so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, right, up, boys. This is a new part of the uh, of the podcast. Um, it's called Get Off the Fence. Okay, because oh. we've done about eighty podcasts. This will be hard. And there's me. one of the three of us that sits on the fence all the fucking time, and <laughs> I'm that's actually, you, Beric. I'm actually, I think, regularly painting the fence. So. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> splinters in his butt. <laughs> Okay, so the subject this week, all right, real simple, we're going to keep it nice and punchy, is uh, sponsorship in sports. So I'm just going to paint the scene, Barnsley. If you were playing for the Wallabies now and you had a Linter or Hancock mm. prospecting, they've both been in the news in the last 10 days, for with, netball, with right. netball and Australian cricket, with sponsorship, where uh, participants, players have spoken up about their beliefs, would that worry you playing for the Wallabies when you were? Uh, no, it wouldn't. Um, probably because I'm not up to speed with the exact stuff that is actually going on. But I just think, look, if you want to look at any company, um, I think you can find a few uh, skeletons in the closet. So I, I don't know. It wouldn't have bothered me. I just felt lucky to be able to represent my country. I was more worried about the crest over the heart than I was the uh, what was on the front of it. But this is a – players should have the right to have a voice. Um, but be very careful when you do it when you're in a team environment is what I'll say because there's more than just you in it um, and what you think. So it's, uh, that's the hardest thing. If you're an individual athlete, go nuts. So Linter were tipping in 40 mil to the Australian yeah. Cricket Association. That's, is that the men's or both teams? No, uh, well, 40 mil, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. And 15 mil from Gina Reinhardt. For the netball uh, yeah, team. Yeah, for Hancock, Hancock prospecting. Yeah. And you've had players in the netball side that aren't, aren't comfortable wearing the singlet yeah. based off that. What do you think, James? I would say, how can you make a comment if you don't have the exact fine detailed information on what they're actually about, what they do? And it's hard, it's hard to be critical if you're fucking flying around the world in a plane that fucking pollutes <laughs> and if you're driving a fucking car around wherever you are, it's petrol. 
I don't know. Like, if you're if you're obviously you don't want a huge mining company ruining Australia like a lot of them are. But I don't know. There's a fine line between how you make a harsh comment on them and then you go hop in your car that's petrol and well, fucking. Yeah, but then you, but then even the electric stuff because you still got to power that electric car. So <laughs> yeah. there's the fucking problem too. I know, so it's Condo, you're big on live golf at the moment. Well, like, that's I just a think huge. That, that's a big one at the moment. Yeah, when you're talking global. Well, sport. I just think the hypocrisy in society just generally. Yeah, if you do get off the fence, is just off the charts. So if you have a look at, say, the live golf example, everyone in America and you know, sort of globally on you know golf golf scene, isn't real keen on live. All right, because it's funded by the Saudis and the baggage that comes with with Saudi Arabia. So you turn the TV on last weekend and you watch the women's LPGA big tournament in New York, and it's sponsored by Aramco, who are Saudi, a hundred percent Saudi Arabian. Like you got five hundred companies, S and P five hundred listed companies in the US, of which there's, in the last month, there's been about seven to eight billion Saudi Arabian dollars invested in those companies. Like, so, where do you stop? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Well, then let's go to the grassroots level, all right? I will pose a question to you guys. Where's junior sport funded by? Pokies. Clubs. 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 But from a good place, they just want to help young local as long Spoiler. as they put back into it, yeah, everyone benefits from it. Okay, it's yeah. your choice to go and put the money in the yeah. pokies, I, and whether you agree with it or not, yeah. you have a choice. It's in actually, that. and it, it, sometimes it's not your choice, Beric, because sometimes like your children will actually take money <laughs> from your wallet. And we have had examples of that. <laughs> and go to the Lennox pokies. I'm now seventy five dollars <laughs> lighter thanks yeah. to my daughter's poker addiction. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. Three minutes up off the fence. What are we on to now? What do we got? Yeah. Balls up this week, Ronaldo. Well, he's had a bit of a stinker, Cristiano. He's walked off the pitch and just left the pitch <laughs> with like 10 minutes to go in the game because he got subbed. And this is the and second week. Not just off the pitch. He went, no, he went just straight down the tunnel. He's probably got in his car and fucking drove home. <laughs> but he's, it's a different year. So this year he's finally – and the new manager knows that, man, you don't play as well when he's when, – because he doesn't defend that well. So they're trying to play a high-press game. They yeah. need him to defend. He's, he just waits around it, and fucking credit to him. He's got he 700 goals or whatever yeah. it is, so he can do whatever he wants, really. But the guy's got the balls to go, nah, I'm pulling you off. Well, the or, irony or he is today, he it. gets named the most marketable sporting star in the entire world. <laughs> and uh, Run well, us through the top ten. Prize, Jibanzi. So, Ronaldo was number one. What's, what's Ronaldo earned? Would he? Oh, he'd be... 200? Yeah, it'd be... I think, no, I think it was like one... I think it was around 120. So yeah. this, this... The way they did it, like, this is the top 10. One, Cristiano Ronaldo, Serena Williams, Lewis Hamilton, LeBron James, Lionel Messi, Naomi Osaka, Virat Kohli, Alex Morgan, soccer player, Sam Kerr, soccer player, Tom Brady at 10. Now, I don't think it is more about marketability in terms of what they give to their specific followers. They are... They've got a voice on issues. Um, so if you look at, say, someone like Sam, right? So she's um, got a big voice in the LBGT, uh, Q, Q, fuck yeah. Q, bloody... Alphabet. Can we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the sorry. but people. No, no, but she's got a vo- strong voice in that and every right to. She's a marketable player, big mm. deals with Nike, um, good on social media. So I don't know. It's, a, it's wholesome in that sense. Um, but realistically, know. like, the best of just about every major sport is there. The best two soccer players, roughly, are there. Best women's best tennis, tennis, tennis players. Best F1 driver. You know, you know the, uh, the one for me that's not there that's quite interesting is um, Federer. Well, he's not even in the top. 
Really? Nadal's I there. I found it ironic that Federer's at 23. Now, I know he's retired, so he's fallen off the spectrum. I, look, I, I don't know how the metrics of this work. If I'm looking at a brand in terms of an ambassador, I'm thinking, geez, Roger Federer's clutch, but this is they're more where you can go with people. I think, too, I reckon this has worked off Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And yeah. uh, Ronaldo's got like 50 million more followers than oh, anyone. Ronaldo's got crazy yeah. amounts. So like if they're going Ser- off the social media metrics yeah. here, it's probably... Serena would as well. Yeah, it's yeah. probably right. Interesting. Because mm. I don't think Fed has, has not yeah. crazy amounts. Uh, balls deep this week. Only one person. Ned Brockman. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well done, mate. I think he's closed in on the best part of two mil raised. That's a, it's incredible considering we, we thought, well, you, you'd think Gus starting out a million dollars for homelessness would be a, a huge, like a lofty goal. He's not just done it, he's surpassed it. Did you see the live videos of him coming up Bondi? Yeah, Unbelievable. So, sick. so good. I reckon, I reckon it's, uh, he's done a lot of things really well. He's obviously done a fucking amazing thing running across Australia. Well, that's <laughs> well, for those who don't know, say, it's eighty k's a day, pretty much, was what he's averaged out. Yes. Eighty to a hundred a day, yeah. uh, at a solid pace. He didn't break the record, but he got damn close. Yeah, for the fastest, you know, run across, across the country. country. Um, you're right, Woody, but he, he did it well. He had a media team yeah, with it. The Puma got on. Geez, you'd be happy if you're Puma. Oh, and budgie smugglers. Oh, but both. the way they did the social media updates, it. It just slow, it was like a freight train. By the last, say, week and a half, he must have had every Arvo. As soon as you finish work, you're like, or that night when you know he's going to post it around, you're like, fuck, where is he? What's he doing? Yeah, Fucking <laughs> yeah 100%. Yeah. Just because they did that so well. And, I mean, it obviously takes a team. He probably had an amazing team, but... I yeah. thought that was really well done. Super well orchestrated. It was almost like yeah. a TV show. You're like, fuck, he's right. Really? <laughs> and his quotes and the way he spoke, yeah. the mullet, he's the a marketer's dream, mate. Oh, he, he is, speaks yeah. well. Yeah, like, he was brilliant. And, be, mate, to Forbes Country New South Wales kid, it, uh, it just shows you what you can do. Like, imagine him going around to a school now. You'd be like, fuck, well, I'm... His mum wrote, some, wrote something there, like she did a post on yeah. him. It's, the cr- it's so well written. She says the nicest thing about him. How proud she is. Yeah. She was there for the last couple of weeks of his run. Come and join the crew or whatever. It's Mate, he, he went through that much pain. He had maggots in his toes. Yeah. There were maggots within his toes. Like, it had grown, were growing and infesting it. Like, mate, the sheer pain, the blisters, the... Oh. Yeah. He, had to tie, he had to get cortisone shots in his uh, chin because it was so bad. And then they tied a, strapped a thing to his leg so his, um, so his foot was up right way. So he could... Uh, yeah, right. So he could run probably. Maggots in his toes. Yeah, I couldn't From believe. blisters. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exceptional effort. So mate. there's so many flies in the middle of Australia in the Nullarbor. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, something yeah, yeah. sort of action like that well, for sure. It, final word, is it? Uh, the final word, James. We, the, the final word, how this works is if you've got something to say, we all get a crack. It's a little bit like uh, the long form Barnsley ball bag question. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's the final word is a signing up from each of us. And uh, some of us are really good at it. Some of us are probably not that good. And my final thing, uh, what I want to sign out to uh, all our listeners out there in Australia is get a fucking dog up, yeah. <laughs> AKA Ned Brockman. <laughs> Oh, I is love that, that. Is that what he oh, – yeah, I love his quote, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's probably what he'll be synonymous with going forward. So the final word from Condo, I'm going to go first because my word, my final word is not going to come from me. It's actually a request. I want to bring the uh, 
Lane, uh, sorry, Ross Lane poet into the podcast. All right. Because he writes good poetry. And, no, uh, and you do, do mate. You, do, you got you it do. on a beer can. It's on our beer can, Barnsley. And, Finish um, yourself. And I want you to, uh, that one that you uh, rattled off, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but you rattled off earlier on the week. Can you please rattle that off today for Condo? All right. Coulda, shoulda, woulda? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. All right. This goes out to Ned Brockman. Um, all right, here we go. Coulda, shoulda, woulda was sitting at the bar. Could have been a legend, could have gone far. Should have worked harder, should have dug in. Would have been the best perhaps there's ever been. Didn't turns up and joins him at the bar. Lived next door, didn't have to walk far. Didn't was a gunner, was going to get the next round. Could have, should have, would have, but he never got around. The doer turns up and doesn't piss about. Grabs could have by the collar and knocks him out. Should have was next, would have got dropped. Didn't was a gunner before he got popped. Doer stands up, straightens himself out. You'd reckon by now they'd have figured it out. Do as do while others don't. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, but they won't. Oh, I can't fuck. believe you fucking come up with that. That's <laughs> I, unbelievable. I, I hope they get better because that is top shelf. Fucking all time. You've yeah. set the bar good high, on you, Barnsley. Yeah, good well on you, Ned Brockman. Yeah. Well done, boys. See you on Monday.